Live from Smitty1.com Studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? I'm your man, Smitty. You are watching the Fantasy Football Show. So glad to have everybody here as we talk about all the news and notes around the league. Starting off with DK Metcalf potentially getting a deal soon, some say. Uh, some reports talking about the Seahawks and DK working on a long-term deal. And speaking Monday, DK Metcalf said on his contract situation, quote, I think we're going to get something done. I think I'm going to be in Seattle for the next coming years, end quote. And that, that's very, very good news for those of us that believe in Kenneth Walker. Those of us that want Kenneth Walker surrounded surrounded by talent. Those of us that think Kenneth Walker could end up being uh, a top 10 running back in the NFL in Seattle. Which on its face when he was drafted, I admit, I didn't love the spot at a glance. But, you know, they drafted offensive line. They are going to potentially lock down DK. All they've got to do is solve the quarterback situation, which doesn't necessarily need to happen in year one. Now, I know Javante Williams is a tough example to use because he was used half-time, but he was able to run well, and the Broncos were able to run well. So if you isolate the potential timeshare that happened in, in Denver in 2021, and you look at just the running game and the running game alone, Walker could survive. Walker can survive. Walker probably will survive in Seattle for one year as they try and work out their quarterback situation. Not to mention that Baker, Baker, letter maker, may still be on the move. You never know. The Seahawks could acquire Baker. They could acquire somebody. I hope it's not Jimmy G. I don't think it'll be Jimmy G because you rarely see a, a interdivision trade like that. So I, I doubt the Seahawks are gifted this amazing man named Jimmy G. And when I say amazing, I mean one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. So Jimmy G, I don't think is going to go over and cloud this situation up. I don't want Jimmy G in Seattle. I want Baker, Baker, letter maker, who may not be the best quarterback in the in the NFL. He may not be any sort of upgrade whatsoever from Russell Wilson. I get that. Like DK from Russell Wilson to Baker would be a downgrade, but we're but Russell Wilson's in the past, okay? We need to look at no quarterback or Geno Smith right now versus Baker Mayfield. And and that's an upgrade for DK to his current situation. It also, Baker Mayfield could help secure Walker's value and make, make defenses a little honest because, I mean, Walker, walk, look, what, look what Chubb did. Look what Chubb and Hunt have done in Cleveland under the command of Baker. Baker is not the best quarterback in the world. Baker probably won't lead you to a, a deep playoff run, but Baker can at least throw the ball a little bit, which will help Walker out. So I am hopeful that Baker does get brought over. But but the thing is, like that's not a long-term solution. I want a better quarterback in place. This is why I thought Malik Willis would have been a fantastic grab for the Seattle Seahawks. I don't know why so many teams slept on Malik Willis and let him continue to fall. He was a gift to the Seattle Seahawks organization, and they failed to open said gift. Um, that's, that's what I got on DK. 
So DK looking at a long-term deal in Seattle. That's really good news for Kenneth Walker. We no longer want DK to leave now that Walker's in town. We want talent surrounded by talent. We don't want Walker as the only player there that's got a lead upside because then defenses will key on him. DK Metcalf is the best thing for Walker at this stage in Walker's career. So let's go. Get on your horse, DK. Get a deal done. We've got a lot of people here. Uh, hit the hit the thumbs up button if you're new. Jeremy is the first one in the door today. Uh, Mario second. Philip followed by Brian, Robert, uh, 49er. What's up? Kevin, Kenny P, Big Dog, Michael K CPA, who is the highest single live stream super chatter in one given live stream. $199. I dare someone knock off Michael K CPA, who is. Uh, Bob from accounting, essentially, from the show. Michael K. CPA, he cooked the books. He figured out there's enough petty cash to drop a 199 Super Chat, and now he's in the lead, and his name sticks at the top of the screen until one of you come by and knock him off. So I dare you. I dare you. Hoovy's in the house. What's up, Nate? And Brian, Wesley, so on, so on. Appreciate you all being here. Uh, so that's DK. DK. And, and Kenneth Walker. We'll get into more uh, on that in a, in a little bit. Now, I've been I've been getting a lot of DMs and comments and Smitty, you're sleeping on Damian Pierce. Look, I I like Pierce. He's a he's a prospect, but he's no more guaranteed than Kyron Williams. I can't tell you how many people tried to tell me how to do my job in DMs and comments when I said Kyron Williams is my my sneaky 12 overall player. I did a rookie ranking where I wanted to bring the guy that's kind of deeper in the second, third round into the 12 spot to kind of shed light on him and, and cast light on him and, and show you all that this is a man that I want to be recognized as a big time sleeper. So granted, I, I put him at 12 to prove a point. I'm not saying you have to take him at 12, but Kyron Williams is my sneaky grab him don't let somebody talk you out of taking him just because he's supposed to go later. Look, there's no there's no legitimate argument that Damian Pierce is better than Kyron Williams or Kyron, Kyron Williams is better than Damian Pierce. It's preference at this point. We're predicting stuff at this point. So I love that people think that my Kyron Williams is way too high. People tell me how to do my job. Smitty, don't you know about ADP as if I... But Smitty, can't you see that no one else sees Kyron Williams as number 12 overall and your mock draft's a little off, Smitty? Well, you know what? I don't care. Because you know what? When you get to a, about 12, 13 overall in a rookie-only mock draft, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you draft a guy. Reach for your player. In the second round, there's no such thing as a rookie-only second-round reach. No such thing. If you like a player, go after your player. Don't let anybody tell you you got to wait on ADP in the 13, 14, 15, all the way down range in rookie-only drafts. Grab your guy or you could lose them. There's no such thing as a really solid ADP when you talk about like 13, 12, 14 overall in a rookie-only draft. You want to know why? Because Bob from accounting 
Steve, Uncle Bud, your grandma, they don't know what the ADPs are for rookies in the second and third round of a rookie-only mock draft. You think these people are going to stick to ADP? Someone at 12 or 13 or 14 overall, especially if they're not versed in ADP data for rookies, they're just going to grab who they've talked about or heard about or, or liked maybe watching college football. Like, you're not going to reach for a player at 14. Take who you want. Kyron Williams is who I rank around that 12-13 turn. If it's Damian Pierce for you, don't listen to me. Don't listen to anybody. But stop acting like you can't reach for a player at 12 overall in a rookie-only draft. Damian Pierce has upside. No, there, there's no, there's no, there's no mistake about it. He does. He has upside. But so does Kyron Williams. Damian Pierce right here, Texans GM Nick Casario said rookie running back Damian Pierce would have to create a role for himself in in the team's backfield. They're not handing him anything. You know, this is the kind of player that like can get drafted and then released or get drafted, climb up the ranks and be a superstar. Who knows? But there's no, there's nothing being given to Damian Pierce that isn't being given to Kyron Williams. If anything, Kyron Williams was traded up for this team wanted him on the roster, and he's backing up a player that is very injury-prone, coming off a torn Achilles tendon that rushed back onto the field at five to six months recovered, reckless, dumb move by Cam Akers and that medical staff and that Rams coaching staff that Kyron Williams is better in line for starting touches at some point than Damian Pierce, in my opinion. And you can at me if you want. You can disagree. It's okay if we disagree. We won't always agree on things. But give me Kyron Williams over Damian Pierce all day long. Doesn't mean it won't change my mind. Doesn't mean that Damian Pierce can't become really good and prove me wrong and me jump on the on the Damian uh, train. I could. I could. But right now, I don't feel it. And here's another guy that we all, including myself, had an initial, okay, okay, He, he the, the Bills drafted a running back. Here he is. Announcement. Announcement, the Bills running. Wait a minute, it's James Cook. We were all hoping that Kenneth Walker would land in a Bills uniform or Brees Hall would land in a Bills uniform. But no, the Bills decided not to take a running back of that caliber. So what do they do? They go ahead and draft a guy named James Cook who is already thought to be potentially, potentially not a workhorse back because of size. Now, he could prove people wrong. He's not that small. He could put on a little weight. But here's a report from Brandon Bean, who said, who's the GM of the Bills, that they view James Cook as a sub back. So there's not a whole lot of excitement about him becoming the workhorse, at least out of the gate. So pump the brakes on James Cook in Buffalo. He's got upside. He's got appeal. But the brother to Dalvin Cook does not appear to be on the fast track to a starting job in the NFL, especially with the Buffalo Bills. I'll admit, the Buffalo Bills messed up. They should have drafted Brees Hall. They should have drafted Kenneth Walker. I know they had other positions of need. I'm not saying those picks that they made. They needed cornerback. They needed a lot of things uh, to help solidify the defense and other parts of the uh, of the roster. But they made a huge, huge mistake not drafting a generational talent. They could still get it done with Cook and Singletary, but they had a big, big, big difference maker that they could have thrown right on their offense that would have made it very, very hard to attack Josh Allen and shut him down when you had a running back at uh, at the level of Walker or Hall running the football between the tackles. But the, the, the Bills did what they did. They drafted a sub 
back according to uh, the Bills GM. And I think expecting Cook to be a starter anytime soon is is a tall order. So we're going to go ahead and, and tuck Cook away uh, deep in the first round. He's not even like a, a top six pick in rookie-only drafts right now. Leave that to the professionals that are getting drafted to be the starters. And Cook, prove us wrong. Prove the world wrong. You can do it, pal. We're not we're not saying you can't, but you, cert- you certainly have an uproad climb uh, to get a, a starting gig at the NFL level, even with this team that you're on here, the Buffalo Bills, that could produce really elite running back numbers, proven by the last six games of the year when Devin Singletary scored nine total touchdowns in the last six games. But... Devin Singletary stock is up. Devin Singletary stock is up. You know, I'm not saying I I I love him or I'm 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 gonna cuff him to cook if I ever draft him, but you could draft Singletary if you go zero RB and you end up getting a a Walker, let's say in the middle of thir- the third round. So you go zero RB through round one or round two, then you you grab Kenneth Walker, let's say. Now you can grab Singletary and Cook as your running back too. I'm okay with it. Pollard, throw Pollard in there, throw a couple of my super rookie running backs and super running back handcuff guys that you grab uh, all by themselves like like A.J. Dillon. I'm okay platooning that number two running back spot led by Singletary, A.J. Dillon, and Pollard in some kind of crazy rotation if it means you can beef up the other positions. No, I'm not saying it's a great approach if you're drafting running back early. I'm saying if you're ignoring running back two, Singletary could be uh, uh, a guy there. Now, Brian says Marlon Mack. Keep in mind, Marlon Mack is a, an Achilles injury guy. Um, I don't say that to, to suggest that Marlon Mack can't have a decent year. Look at Deonta Foreman. Um, but, but the odds are strongly against getting any kind of top 10 running back production. Also, Marlon Mack's story of coming back from a torn Achilles is a very good barometer as to what to expect out of Akers. Look how long it took Marlon Mack to get back into a relevant position and, and get potential work. I don't believe in him. You, you can say Marlon Mack season. You can put rockets and moons and everything you want into a into a comment or a text message or a, a, a YouTube comment or whatever, but it won't make it so. Marlon Mack is a tough player to trust. I don't think uh, he can stay healthy. And coming off an Achilles injury, it just worries me that he's going to suffer some kind of injury. I feel like Achilles recovered players at the running back position have a tough time going through workhorse volume for 17 straight games. It's just going to be really, really hard, which is why Akers will, in my opinion, get hurt. It's not a matter of, of if, it's when. And, and that's not me rooting against a player or wishing injury upon player. But when you tear your Achilles tendon, I'm not going to get into this too much. Where's my, where's my foot model? I'm not going to get into this too much because um, we've covered it enough. But but if you reach back behind your calf, below your calf, but above your heel, you can feel your Achilles tendon. It feels like a, a really thick cord. It is so vital. And if you just kind of move your foot around, you can feel it moving around and tensing up. And that Achilles tendon... It's near, it's it's impossible according to the data to become a top 10 running back, return to a top 10 running back, or become a top 10 running back after you tear that Achilles tendon. You may show signs of what Deontay Foreman showed, where you can eventually get back. But look how long it took him. Look how long it took Marlon Mack 
to even get a shot. Look how long it took Foreman to get healthy. He kept trying to come back from the Achilles and he'd get hurt. Kept trying to come back, get hurt. He finally made it back last year. Did some really good running, but in a short window of time. Don't expect it out of Marlon Mack. Don't expect it out of Cam Akers. It's just, it's not one of the, those injuries that you ever, from a running back perspective, can come back from. It's different than a basketball player. You get so much impact and force on your Achilles when you're running up the middle uh, uh, and getting hit from left to right and being hit and smashed into the ground. The pressure you put on that, that Achilles, it flexes different when a running back is sitting there trying to hold off on two 300-pound dudes trying to jam him into the ground and you just feel that Achilles tent. It's different. It's different. People need to stop. Okay. Let's let's wait and let's watch Acres from afar. If he does it, I'll be the first one standing and applauding. And we'll do a video on how he's an outlier. And no one's ever done it before. Oh my God. Maybe Achilles injuries will change. No. No. Hit that thumbs up on your way in the door. Appreciate everybody. We're going to hit the, the voice messages. And then we're going to go to uh, the phone lines after that. Um, so let's get to the voice messages. This one's from Caden. Hey, Hope you're having a good day so far. I got a quick question going on about trades. So right now I'm about to trade away Nick Chubb and Elijah Moore for Debo Samuel and then the 1.06. All the Debo drama, you know, it drove down his value a bit, but I'm like, we're pretty sure he's going to stay a Niner, but at the same time, they brought in some new rookies, you know, to maybe take a bit of his role. Maybe he Maybe he holds out. Maybe he doesn't get as big of a workload. Um, I still like him over Chubb. What do you think? Um, Debo, Samuel, Nick Chubb, they're, they're in a very similar ADP range. Right at the 12-13 turn. Debo, like you said, Debo's negative uh, reverse hype has dropped him to like 14-15 probably. Uh, but Nick Chubb, you know, Nick Chubb could have a good year. Um, but I, I think... No, I, I, I think uh, I think it's very, very even. You could argue either side. Debo in the 1.6. Um, if you're in if you're in now mode, it's probably pretty close. If you're in future mode, I probably would take Debo and the pick because you could get a Jamison Williams pretty easily. Uh, I'm seeing him draw on uh, drop to the on the regular at the 1.6. So you give me Jamison Williams and Debo, I'd take that over Nick Chubb, who's got maybe one or two years left. Um, don't, don't kid yourself. Running backs are, have a very short shelf life. People love to pretend that the running back that they have is different. Um, Henderson time then says, Ricky, no, I'm, I'm going, I mean, you could, you could, you could bank on him to be maybe the, uh, guy that gets, uh, uh, more starts than anybody expects. But Kyron Williams is my, is my guy. Like I said, in the beginning, uh, Swift should have a monster year. That is correct. I think Cam Akers, this is from Baked In Boys, I think Cam Akers is on some cutting-edge stem cell therapy. Uh, Baked In Boys, I don't think so. I mean, certainly that's uh, they're trying that, yeah. But he didn't have explosion. Like, he, he, was, he was corralled up very easily, chased down by defenders. Cam Akers showed no explosion coming back. There was It wasn't like, oh my God, this guy recovered. He was out there doing stuff he shouldn't have been doing. There's no excuse. The med, Like, everyone says, oh, Smitty, the medical staff wouldn't have sent him out there. Give me a break. Give me a break. The medical staff wouldn't have sent him out there. Are you out of your? Have you have you watched behind the scenes on some NFL stuff before? You, have you talked to a former NFL player that has told you that literally uh, players have been getting get shots and get thrown right back into games? Have you not heard? I'm not saying AB's believable, but AB talks about it with his ankle. Like, give me a break. Medical staff, you're you're told to do what you're told to do from the higher ups. 
and people people this isn't a, a case where the medical staff is going to make good decisions the player can also decide what he wants to do and it's on the coaching staff for letting Akers go back out there after being five to six months recovered from his Achilles tear. It's going to be an absolute disaster for Akers rushing back. That caused some damage in my mind. Um, I'm no, I'm no trained professional or medical advice giver. This is merely my opinion. But I have 20 years of watching injuries unfold and in, in these watch pattern recognition's my thing. And I'm telling you right now, the pattern recognition meter is off the charts on this one for uh for expected re-injury or future injury he he reeks of of not being able to stay healthy and i i don't root against him i'm not i'm not one that likes to to try and cheer on an injury and and i know that it looks that way when i'm saying he's gonna get hurt he's gonna get hurt then he gets hurt and you got smitty come in here and go i'm not gonna say i told you so but i'm just gonna say i told you so i know that comes off wrong i don't mean it the way that it sounds we're here to try and predict the inevitable. We're here to play, uh, here to play the odds the best way we can and try and predict things. Predictive stuff is a little complicated, and it can touch on those 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 controversial topics like injury. Predicting injury is he cheering on injury? I don't want anyone to get hurt. Your boy Smitty suffered some ma- major knee issues. I don't wish injury upon anyone. I've torn my patellar tendon off my kneecap i've torn my acl my mcl my lcl my meniscus i know a lot about knee injuries um i know a lot about injuries in general and i'm just telling you right now acres may be on the verge of cutting edge stem cell therapy but it doesn't mean he's going to be the guy that pulls it off um next question from i forget where we're even at let's go to the bruce Hey, Smitty, my question is, what do you think of this kid, Ross, that the Chiefs picked up? He was supposed to be a first-round pick, and uh, he had some sort of disease, and he went undrafted. What do you think of his, I mean... Bruce, your bedside manner is about as good as, I don't know. I can't can't even, when I say you have good bedside manner, I mean you have none. He's in a coma. He's in a coma. This guy, Ross. Uh, Justin Ross, yeah, there's some upside there. 6'4", 205. Uh, He led Clemson in receiving yards uh, while playing alongside T. Higgins and Hunter Renfro. Um, In in his early college, he was explosive downfield, uh, delivering an elite 3.41 YPPRR, let's see, in two seasons, and Trevor Lawrence. with Trevor Lawrence. Following 2019, he dealt with a spinal injury that caused him to miss the entire 2020 season and put his football career in jeopardy. Um, yeah, tough to know how he's going to do, bro. Um, I like the upside. We're talking dynasty. Grab him. We're talking about, like I said, when you get to a deep range of like, I don't know, past 15 overall. Like, I don't care where you reach for a guy. I'm tired of people telling me you're reaching or you're talking about Kyron Williams too early, Smitty. Let me do my job. You do your job, Steve. Okay, Steve or Bob? You let you let me do my work. I'll let you do your work. I don't come in and harass you when you're typing up your TPS reports, Bob. Okay, so Kyron Williams can go at 12 or 13 if you really want him to. Justin Ross can go in the second round if you really want to. It depends on how many picks you have, too. He'll probably fall to the third, probably fourth round in rookie-only mock drafts. I don't think people know about him. 
You know, I don't think a lot of people even know who he is. So you're probably going to get away with top of the third if you want to get risky and let him fall. Um, some people won't even draft him, you know. So he's he's definitely going to be a bargain. Definitely going to be a bargain. Hey, I have one more question. I'm what sure do you, you do, Bruce. approach would you take? Big Ben said he took Kenny Pickett under his wing a couple times. Now, Ryan Tannehill says, I'm not taking Malik Willis under his wing. It's not my job. Which approach would you take, Smitty? What? I know which one I'd take. Ryan Tannehill's, because you're coming for my job. I love the Bruce. I mean, Bruce is making some sense today. He's really bringing the thunder. What what approach would I take the Bruce? What approach... I think I would uh, I would take something in between. I'm not going to groom someone to take my place, the Bruce, but I'm also not going to shun them in, in uh, away. Also, two different perspectives. Big Ben was on his way out the door. Preparing a player isn't a big deal um, when you're when you've got almost no time left. But Tannehill's like, why am I going to replace? Have this guy guy replace me? Um, so I could see Tannehill's perspective, I guess, if that's even his exact perspective. The Bruce might be the Bruce might be paraphrasing and, and coming to a little bit of a conclusion there on his own, but but uh, I don't know the Bruce. Like it depends on my scenario, you know. Am I gonna groom you to take my job, the Bruce? No, I'm gonna push it down a peg or two so that you don't come in with such fire like that, and everybody call for you to be behind the mic and me to be on the other side, the Bruce. It's a little intimidating. The Bruce is loose. <laughs> we gotta come up. We gotta come up with a. I'm gonna make something for that. The Bruce. Um, you can thank Brian MC for that. I'm gonna come up with a a audio clip that we'll play when the Bruce is uh, gonna make an appearance at all, whether it's through voice message or phone call. The Bruce is loose. The Bruce is loose. All right. Uh, this is Tariq. Hey, Smitty, it's Tariq. How's everything going, pal? I have a two-part question. One, who are the top five super handcuffs in 2022 for the running back position? And who do you think are the top five running back busts to avoid in 2022 in an auction redraft league? Thanks, pal. That's a loaded question. I don't know if I could get to all that, Tariq, in, 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 in this one sitting, but let's let's pull up some rankings and just go over a few names. Uh, top five handcuffs, I think you said. What did, what did you say? Super handcuffs, okay. There probably won't be, I, I don't know if there'll even be five super handcuffs. My definition of super handcuffs are guys that will absolutely win you a league and have so much value if they get in there. And there's so much value that they're they're amazing standalone guys. So AJ Dillon, number one. But he's kind of got standalone value, so I don't even know if you can coin him as a super cuff whatsoever anymore. He's a standalone player that could potentially be drafted like right after Aaron Jones. So I don't know that, that we can use use that as it. But let's throw it out there so we don't have people go, what about Aaron A.J. Dillon? A.J. Dillon. Tony Pollard. These are the two most obvious kind of cuff players that 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 will that will also have standalone value. Tony Pollard is my number one. A.J. Dillon's actually number two. I put Tony Pollard number one. Tony Pollard is one of the most elusive running backs in the entire National Football League. Tony Pollard, if Zeke went down, which is very likely, Tony Pollard could be a top 5-10 to 10 fantasy football running back in game started. Tony Pollard 
is elusive. He's electric. He can catch the football. Um, I think he could average over four and a half to four point nine yards per carry. He could average over five yards per carry. Um, he's done so before. He had amazing yards per carry last year. When we pull up Tony Pollard's yards per carry last year, um, let me see if my memory is serving me correctly. Tony Pollard, it was like five something to carry. I thought last year. Tony Pollard in twenty twenty one. Yeah, wow. Yeah, Smitty's memories on point. Smitty's memories on point. I was eating my Wheaties because I know what's I know what time it is. I understand the assignment today. Here it is. Look at Tony Pollard. 719 yards, two TDs, 5.5 yards per carry on 130 rushes. Can you say championship? Can you say win me a league, Tony Pollard? 5.5 yards per carry on 130 totes of the rock. This is your guy. This is your guy. Okay? He's not necessarily a super handcuff, but I have to bring him up. Him and A.J. Dillon. Okay, looking down the the running back rankings, and we're talking, we're trying to talk super handcuff here. We're not trying to talk obvious potential standalone player. Ramondre Stevenson. I don't know if he's super handcuffed, but Damian Harris is getting drafted in like the round round four. Some people say like late third, but round four or five. I mean, give me Ramondre. Cream Hunt's a standalone player, although he could be approaching handcuff territory again. It seems like people are kind of forgetting his name. Uh, I already mentioned Tony Pollard. Uh, James Cook, I suppose. Um, Singletary is going to be the starter. Gaskin, someone to look at. Kyron Williams, I like. Alexander Madison, of course. That's like the, the top handcuff. Like, Pollard... AJ Dillon, tear break because those guys are standalone. Alexander Madison is still a cuff. You're not drafting Alexander Madison with the kind of standalone value that you could maybe start week in and week out that you're getting out of AJ Dillon and uh, and Tony Pollard. You could start those guys as your flex out the gate. Alexander Madison, you cannot. He is the definition of the top super handcuff that is only a handcuff or only a bench stash. Gaskin, I like a lot. Uh, Melvin Gordon's kind of got standalone value. I would have said Jarrett Patterson at this point with 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 Robinson now there. I don't know. That's such a crowded backfield, you know. I, I, I'd probably say... And Rod, Rashad White isn't a handcuff. He's potentially going to be... I guess you could throw him in there for now, Rashad White, until you know he grabs a hold of the job. But good question. And, and players to stay away from... Uh, Acres, Henry, uh, we'll, we'll have a video on that. Appreciate you, Tariq. Smitty, Stormcat here. Storm. Who are the winners this year in terms of improving their offensive line through the draft? Thanks. Uh, yes, Ricky, also Khalil Herbert for sure. That's a good one. Definitely. Definitely agree with that one. Uh, thoughts on Davis Mills. I've talked about them. I, I like Davis Mills a lot. I think he's got a lot of upside. It's just you gotta you gotta be careful. You can't expect too much. He, he's got to be a like a dynasty acquisition. I don't know about redraft. You know, you could draft him as your third quarterback, and maybe you make a trade like and trade away your first quarterback. You start your second quarterback, and you flirt with Davis Mills if he comes in like fire. I like Davis Mills. I like what Houston's doing. Ronald Jones, no, uh, I don't. I'm not a big fan of Ronald Jones. What was the question from Stormcat? Oh, offensive line. I mean, I love what Seattle's done. Um, I I think Seattle definitely why they improved their offensive line. Um, 
after Russell Wilson leaves is beyond me, but but it's good for for Walker. Um, let's look up some some of the the rankings, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I, I have to dig into it a little more. There's some later draft picks that I think need to be accounted for this kind of question before I, I start rolling out my top ranked offensive improved uh, teams in 2022 coming out of the draft. But I do know Seattle, from what I looked into Seattle, I feel a lot more comfortable with the landing spot of Kenneth Walker. Um, I think they did good things. Um, I think uh, the Bengals and the Steelers are are improving their offensive lines uh, to a degree that really helps those offensive skill position players. So um, I like that just in general from, from the entire offseason and the draft. Um, I'll go over some offensive line improvement stuff in a, in a future video. But just know that I'm feeling really good about Kenneth Walker's offensive line and and his situation in general. Uh, but but I'll, I'll have uh, I'll have more on that. Um, let's see here, Spiller. I'm not a big fan of Spiller at all. I'm not a big fan of Spiller at all. Spiller's slow. He looks slow on film. He tested slow at the combine. Corey. Hey Smitty, what are your thoughts on James Conner this year? I'm thinking of trading him in my dynasty league. One QB half point PPR. I have the 11th pick in the first round. I'm thinking of using him and that 11th pick to try to move up to get somebody younger. Should I try to get a draft pick, try to get in the top five, or should I use that first round pick as well as Connor to try to improve my my RB2? I'm set at pretty much all my positions. I'm a pretty stacked team. But Connor is the one I can let go of. What do you think, man? Let me know. Love the show. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Um, I don't, you know, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't love Connor. I think getting rid of Connor now is a smart move. Could he have another repeat big touchdown year? He could, but I feel like it's harder to. Uh, uh, I, I wouldn't expect it. I just hope for it. I think people that draft Connor to get last year's touchdown production or capture uh the value he had last year all year i think that they could be disappointed however with the suspension of hopkins for six games hollywood brown coming in and 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 you know the rapport already being there but still needing to get used to the offense himself like they'll lean on connor a lot so connor could be a good player to maybe even trade a few weeks into the year let him produce a little bit and 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 punch in some more touchdowns and kind of emphasize hey this guy could continue to do this just from last year who wants him who's making a, a, a run now I I would be more apt to hold on to him in that scenario than to sell for a running back too like if you're giving up a future first rounder in Connor I'm going after like Walker and guys like that and if I'm not getting that I'm not sure that I'm just settling for a running back too but you could go after a crafty running back too um yeah, it just depends. I mean, I have to have bigger names that you could throw at me that I could say yes or no to. Uh, just looking at some rankings real quick. I'm going after Walker. I'm going after Brees Hall. I'm going after potentially, I don't even know if I'd say ETN for that because, you know, Connor could play as well as ETN for this season, you know, so like, and we don't know what's really in store for ETN in the future. I feel like you could get better value going across position. Could you trade Connor for a Waddle? And get that future value. Could you go after a CD Lamb somehow, a Debo Samuel on the decline? I feel like those are a little bit more attainable because they're across position and people will pay uh, overpay for running backs. Um, 
man, uh, I, I think uh, A.J. Brown probably going to be overvalued at this point. Yeah, I mean, th- those are some of the thoughts that go through my head, Corey. Kevin. Smitty, besides your Brees Halls and Kenny Pickett and Kenneth Walker and the top receivers, which uh, rookie wouldn't surprise you? What second round, third round rookie in the rookie drafts wouldn't surprise you on a breakout year that's coming in NFL season? Kyron Williams. I'll say it again for the people in the back. Kyron Williams is coming for Cam Akers' job. I think uh, Zemir White. I think... Uh, Price, uh, Davis Price from from San Francisco is a good player to grab just because those running that running back room always gets banged up in San Francisco. I almost can guarantee that that Ty Davis Price will start at least a handful of games in 2022 because of how injury prone that Niners backfield is. Uh, but Kyron Williams, Ty Davis Price, uh, uh, Danny Gray, the wide receiver for the for the Niners. Um, Pickens, Bell, Alec Pierce, John Mechie, I like an awful lot. Um, yeah, I mean, th- th- those guys come to mind. Pick it to Pickens, baby. Pick it to, that was a lot yesterday. And th- was this in the fountain? I was just maybe just wondering if Mateo Durant. Mateo! That was from yesterday, but I had to play that. Where Mateo was literally, I think, in a fountain, inside a fountain when he left that live that that uh, that message, that question. Um, let's let's open up the phone lines and, uh, and and start answering some calls. Appreciate you guys leaving the voice messages. Now it is time to dial in the Bruce. We're counting on you to make your 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 daily call to Bruce. The phone lines are active. I will put the number on screen. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Call into the show. The phone number is 602-635-3664. 602-NFL and the dong sound you and you heard in the background. The dong bell. The dong bell, guys. Um, NFL dong. Dial it up right now. Let's do it. Let's do it live. Uh, I don't know that there's not a whole bunch of of, of other news that we got to discuss, but I'll try and scour news wires while we're live. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I assist you with? Hey, Smitty. This is Kyle, and I was wanting to know, who do you think is going to be this year's fantasy wrecker, kind of like Allen Robinson was last year? Wrecker? You mean... you? You mean like destroy your fantasy season, your hopes and dreams crumble to the to a the abyss? Exactly, leaves me crying in a corner. Exactly. <sighs> um, I'm just gonna read off names for you, pal. I'm just gonna go down, not in any particular order, but maybe from order of ADP down. I'd say Henry could leave people crying, you know, in a little ball. Uh, Dalvin Great. Cook, if you don't get Madison, could really leave you in in a in a tizzy because this guy's got a, a ripped up. Um, shoulder so bad that you know one one strong hit he's out for four or five games. Not to mention every time you tear your labrum, which he's torn, I believe, uh, I don't know how many times now. Uh, you, you have yeah. multiple tears. You know who knows. I think um, you know McCaffrey obviously holds that kind of value. These are the obvious ones. You know, like you could get a lot out of McCaffrey, 
but he could also just leave you hanging again. I think Gibson's a guy that I'm avoiding like the plague right now. Antonio Gibson, the, they draft a rookie running back, Robinson. You got McKissick returning. You got Jarrett Patterson. And the fact that he's got like no college track record of being an elite full-time guy, um, I, I stay away from Gibson. Barkley, I'm still avoiding. Um, especially these guys that are injury-prone and they haven't proven to be back yet. You know, like Akers and and yeah. Barkley. What have they done? They have all the proving to do. Why, why go and spend high draft capital on them when they haven't come back yet? You know? I think mine is Burrow. I just, I'm out on Burrow. He's going as the quarterback four. and Burrow? I mean, 900 of his yards and nine of his touchdowns came against two teams. And he just really overproduced down the stretch. Not he, he he did start throwing more, but for the first half of the year, they just he was throwing like 32 times a game. So they could now they could change that. They could Burrow. start throwing more, but Burrow, yeah, Burrow, man. Hold on, I gotta find my get burrowed. I don't even have it hooked up. I I, I changed my computer over, and I have my my get burrowed clip isn't loading. Otherwise, I'd. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Is that a good thing? What do you mean? Yeah, to get burrowed. It, no, Is that like taking a lap. I mean, yeah, yeah, you could look at it like a good thing, but but I I burrow. I don't know about burrow leaving you cry. Like where are you drafting burrow? Like you're drafting burrow, probably around. I don't know. Like round four, round five. Yeah, like round four. Like he's gonna give you that value back. You don't think? I don't think so, man. All right. I well, don't think so. Hey, that's why we play the game. It's okay. I'd say at wide receiver, guys that could leave you crying in a little ball, just weeping <laughs> and sobbing. Um, Hopkins, obviously, is continuing his disappointing. Like, people that are going to think Hopkins is a steal, like round four or five, I think that, that could be a mistake. I liked Hopkins around, like, the end of three into round four before he was suspended, but people are talking the run in their mouth like he's a fifth or sixth rounder still. <laughs> Like, he's missing six games coming back. Hasn't proved he's been back either. I was excited about his value, but now I am not. I'm running from Hopkins, I think. Uh, let's see. Deontay's kind of scary, but I don't think he's going that high at an unreasonable place. Mike Thomas. No. like Mike Thomas, Barkley, Akers. Let other people take gambles on these guys that have yet to prove themselves. What do we know about Mike Thomas right now? Have you heard anything? I know that he's going to see a bunch of targets. Have you heard anything? No. Okay, you no, have I'm not, but I think that's a good thing. The same. I don't, how is that a good thing though? Think about last year. We didn't hear a single word, and it was bad news. It was bad news. We haven't heard a single word from Mike. Not only is he, I think, he upset with his contract or where he's at. Like we haven't heard a word from him. This is similar to like Ridley. People buying into Ridley right now. We haven't we don't know what's going on. Like you got you got to pump the brakes when I think value commands high draft you you're the the draft capital is way too high given the risk. Avoid Yeah, Mike. but where's Mike Thomas right now? There's some people that draft him in the 5-6 round range. They're be, they're just, I think that's fine. There's I think the volume alone He'll be able to. What volume, though? I think he'll be a mid wide receiver too. We like, don't know. We don't know if the volume is going to be. We don't even know if he's going to show up. Yeah. But 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 like, would you take would you take uh, Keenan Allen over Mike Thomas? 
Oh, 100%. Okay, would you take, I'm just going to go down the list here. Would you take Jerry Judy over Mike Thomas? I don't know. Would you rather have Elijah Moore over Mike Thomas? Would you rather have T. Higgins over Mike Thomas? I'd, I'd take T. Higgins over Mike Thomas, but I think that's my line. I think the last two you said, so Elijah Moore, just because we've not seen Elijah Moore take that next step, right? We've not seen Zach Wilson take that next step. Everything is projecting upwards for those guys, but, bro, we've not seen – We've seen Mike Thomas and what he can do. Now he, we're not going to go back to 2019, Mike Thomas. But we can't use anything in the like we don't we don't we haven't seen anything out of Mike Thomas. So I, I would just avoid him until I would avoid him if you're talking about guys like um, if you're talking about drafting him around guys like DJ Moore or Mike Williams. I can understand it, but even even I'm worried about taking Mike Thomas over someone like. Like, I'm taking Hollywood Brown, I'm taking Amari Cooper, I'm taking uh, Brandon Ayuk, I'm taking T. Higgins, I'm taking Elijah Moore. You're talking about dropping into, like, the 25, 26-plus range for wide wide receivers, and if you throw in at least the same amount of running backs, you throw in four or five tight ends, you throw in four or five quarterbacks, you're talking about well, well past the end of round five into probably round seven. So, like, I'm okay with that, but, like, round five? No way. No way. All right, any, anything else? You got anything else? Uh, I guess the last thing I'll ask you is this. I'm in a startup, half PPR dynasty, and you've actually been responding to a lot of my stuff. So I traded up the 210 in my 2023 first rounder for the 203, and I'm hoping to get Brees Hall or Javante with that second round pick at the 203. But let's say worst case scenario, they're both not there. I don't know where to pivot to. I've thought about going early on like Josh Allen or Mahomes, but I really don't like doing that because I kind of like going Trey Lance later on. And I don't know, man. It's kind of like I'm planning to go to Mark Chase or Jefferson with that 103 pick, but uh, Jav- I guess what would you advise me to do? Javante, Javante sometimes there at 2.3 in Dynasty and Redraft. He's definitely there. Redraft, he's like there like all the way down to right. like the mid. So that's a that's a home run. Um, I think Kenneth Walker will probably be there. If he's not, then somebody's falling. You know, you could almost go double wide receiver if if like Walker, Hall, you know, Eckler, all those guys are gone and you can't get a you know. I don't know. Swift will be there. Swift would be a good running back at that at that stage, and if Swift's gone, then that means that you're you're talking about wide receiver like Jamar Chase being there because they're, they just run out of players to they would all get bumped down. So you, you'll be fine. I think Walker will fall. You can get Walker and Jamar Chase pretty easily. I think with those two picks, I, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, it just feels bad. I could get Walker. I could have got Walker with my two ten. It's like. Maybe not. Well, if I could have got Walker at 210, why would I have traded up? Because you want to take Destiny into your own hands, and, and there's nothing wrong with reaching a little bit on Walker in the same round. It's not like you're taking him like as a first-rounder. But Walker might not fall to 210. The, the hype's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, especially once DK. People are so strange to news, just like the Melvin Gordon re-signing and how irrational people are getting about that when they accepted that in February without Russell Wilson on the roster. People literally loved Javante as a top 10 player without Russell Wilson 
with the idea that Melvin was probably staying. Now he's got Russell Wilson and Melvin's staying, and people think he's a 15 to 25 overall player. So the moment DK signs, people will start looking at Walker differently, even though DK's already on roster. I could easily see Walker um, going in the top 14 overall in a dynasty startup. Easy, easy. People love him, man. There, there's a big... I, I, what I've learned over the last couple days is that the Walker believers are a lot deeper than I thought. A lot deeper. Yeah, I was one of those guys who talked you down on that on draft night when you were pretty upset about Walker. Yeah, I didn't like it at first, but dude, it's it's going to be fine. <laughs> draft him at 2-3, you won't be sorry. All right, All man, right. appreciate you. Well, I appreciate Yeah, have a good one. Later. All right. Dial up 602-635-3664. Drop it. Like Tom, this Mike Thomas stuff's crazy. Like, why, why even go down the road of Mike Tom? He's a disappointment waiting to happen. We have we have seen... This is one of those things where people are going to invest in Mike Thomas again. Uh, Michael K, CPI, I see your message. I can definitely add you to the voicemail group. Um, I'll do that right now. This is one of those things where I feel like... And then you can leave a message right now. Okay, Michael, I'm going to look for you right now. So I'm adding you to the voicemail group. Michael... There we are. Okay, you're added, pal. You should see that chat. Drop me a voice message right now. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do you for? Hey, Smitty, it's the Bruce. The Bruce. The Bruce. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. The Bruce is loose. Go. Uh, hey, I have a question. Now that the draft's over, where would you rank... My favorite player this year, Cordell Patterson. He's your favorite player, the Bruce? This year? No, not in the league. In the league, it's boom. That's And boom because I know him. You know Cordero? But this year, I know Mike Boone. Oh, you know Mike Boone. <laughs> okay. I know Mike. He's your buddy? No, but this year, it's my, my buddy's cousin. Your buddy's cousin. Okay, the Bruce. Uh, I like Cord. So your question is, do I like Cordero? Yeah, I I like him, but it depends on where you got to take him. Like James Conner, I feel like they got momentum. Right, they've got situation. There's there's no one really standing in either one of their ways of getting back to where they were last year, and they have good momentum. Well, I should say Cordero, his momentum kind of got 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 kicked uh, to the gut a little bit there. Um, I, I like I like him I like him I just don't know that I'd draft him any higher than like where his ADP is where, where's his ADP the Bruce I think it's like the fifth round let's let's look it up uh his ranking according to the consensus rankings across the industry the Bruce I would say is right around. Uh, 120 overall. Ooh. That's a value. Hey. Yeah. Hey, if he does what he did last year, he'll bring it back. 
I mean, that's not bad. That's not bad value at all. Hundred anywhere in the hundreds, you're talking about like a a crapshoot. So I don't. I yeah, I'm fine with that. I like that. Yeah. I just don't know if yeah. he's my favorite player, Bruce. I can't get on board of that. that. That's a that's a bold statement, bro. Well, well, listen, I had him. In, I'm a Vikings fan. Okay. I had him in Minnesota, and I always said that he's not a receiver. And now they're using him the way we should have used him. Yeah. Well, draft him in in the uh, 100s plus with with a smile. I think that's fine. There's no risk there. All right, what else you got for me, the Bruce? Uh, can we get a get burrowed? Is, is your mother around? Can we get a get burrowed in the background? Can we get a yell? No, she's not around. Okay. A, which young quarterback is like the best this year? Is it like Allen, Herbert, Burrow? Like to take the big gamble on like if I'm in the third round if I want to could I take like Herbert over Allen I wouldn't take Herbert over Allen but I would take Herbert around or around and a half later than Allen or even two rounds later and then get that value because Herbert could absolutely he was number two out of all fantasy football quarterbacks last year people don't realize that for some reason he was already number two when I rank Herbert is like the two or the one. People are like, oh, that's a little high. He was number two already. So draft Herbert a round and a half to two rounds after Josh Allen. Not not to say I don't love Josh Allen too. I'm drafting Josh Allen in a bunch of leagues. I'm drafting Herbert in a bunch of leagues. I'm drafting Trey Lance. I'm especially drafting Russell Wilson in a bunch of leagues. I love Russell Wilson. Um, so just mix it up. I do enough leagues where I can do that. If you only do one or two leagues... You know, nothing wrong with grabbing Herbert in round four or five. Like, if he's in round five, that's as, that's as like, little risk as you can find. There's no risk in Herbert in round five. If someone says, wait on a quarterback when you're taking Herbert at 5.3, they don't know what, it, what they're talking about. That is the lowest risk kind of kind of selection you can make. Herbert could be the number one overall scorer in fantasy football in 2022, and you can get him at 5.4, 5.1, 5.8. Like, take advantage of that. All right, the Bruce, call back if you have another question. The phone lines will remain open. Right. Oh, actually, we're, we're already yep, thank you. The show's already, I think, coming to a conclusion. You got anything else for me? Any final questions with the Bruce or comments uh, or concerns? Uh, no, the final thing is, what do you think of how that trade member, I commented, how I just had to add a third-round pick. You would have did that, right? No well, hesitation. I'm like, yeah, okay, pick for pick. You'll have to remind me, the Bruce. I'm yeah. sorry, my my. I have so many things that go through one ear and out the other ear. I have no idea what you're talking about. Refresh my memory. I traded Cam Akers for Javante, and he wanted Cam oh, so yeah. bad he was just willing to give me a second round pick with Javante. Well, it was originally 2.05 for Cam. You said say no, and then he was going to give me Javante and a rookie pick of 2.05 just for Cam. And they said, well, veto it, but if you just give them a pick, we'll allow it. So I yeah. gave them my 3.07. What did I, I tell like, you? Eh, what did I tell you? That was going to get vetoed. It was such a good trade. I, Smitty, approve. You've just been Smitty approved. Yeah, so it's like, 
That's the media pretty Chargers gave him the third round pick, and I was like, eh, I guess it you, is what it is. You blasted him. I want a round later, too. You blasted him, bro. You got you got Javante Williams for Cam Akers. You blasted him. You should feel ashamed of yourself and excited at the same time. You know, that that guy, if that's a friend, he's probably no longer a friend, but that's okay. You know, you do it for the team. Nice work, man. Uh, thank you. All right, the Bruce. We'll see you later. I'll I'll, I'll get to work on your uh, the Bruce's loose uh, audio uh, in, in in little little uh, uh, scene that I'll play when you come on. So I apologize for not having that ready in time. Oh, it's all right. It's on me. All right, later, Bruce. Later. The Bruce is loose. One more phone call, and then we are out of here. We are already over five minutes, but that's okay. Uh, Michael KCPA is the number one super chatter in a single live stream with 199. Somebody knock him off. I dare you. I dare you. Uh, who that dude says great trade Bruce. Absolutely crushed it. I can't believe that he, he was able to get Javante Williams for Cam Akers. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, Allen is the safest bet. But I would still wait, says Mr. B. The Bruce brings the best out of Smitty, <laughs> says Terry. Uh, don't sleep. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Bruce is a legend. They like you, the Bruce. You're you're a staple in the show. That's why I got to get an intro for you. Uh, Terry, how do you know my brother? I don't know what's, what's going on here. Um, all right. That's going to do it. I'm going to close the phone line down. The phone line is off appreciate everybody who dialed in who left voice messages let's see if michael kcpa has left a message yet i don't think he has michael i'm waiting for you buddy did we get this one kevin smitty besides your breeze halls and kenny pickett's and Kenneth yeah Walker. i already got that one okay i think we're caught up on everything all right guys um let's look at the breaking news real quick so i don't have to jump back on here looks like adam Schefter's posting something Ryan Tanhill saying it's not his job to mentor rookie Malik Willis. The Bruce already broke that news live on the show. Um, and it looks like that is true. So the Bruce was not paraphrasing. The Bruce was not wrong. That's per Adam Schefter. Ryan Tannehill is saying it's not my job to mentor Malik Willis. This is my job. So the Bruce was on point with that one. Nice work. Nice reporting, the Bruce. Live from the Bruce, the man himself. Uh, nothing else in the news really at all. There's still nothing on Debo. There's still just the DK rumors of a potential deal probably going to get done at some point. Um, Hopkins is out for six weeks. Hollywood Brown comes in. Is he a top 10 to 12 wide receiver for those six games? I think he could be. And then does he continue on from that point when Hopkins returns? Probably not, but he's still a top 12 to 15 wide receiver from week seven on. So... Somebody didn't like Tan uh, Tennessee taking a QB. Yeah, I don't blame Tannehill um, for being mad, but I also don't blame Tennessee for taking Malik because I don't believe in Tannehill. So, Smitty, is there are there spots for the Cooper Cup League? Yeah, if you guys want in the Cooper Cup League, we have a few spots left. Here is the promo for that. Oh, that won't play until I replace that file. Basically, 96 teams in one league. 96 of us drafting in one league with an hour timer. It's off. The timer's off from midnight to 6 a.m. It's an hour timer. 
96 people. That means picks 1 through 96 is round 1. The turn for round 1 into round 2 is pick 96 and 97. But because there are 8 copies of every player, it will feel exactly like a 12-team league. That means that if, if Swift is going around 12 or 13 or 14 in a regular draft, there will be 8 copies of Swift right around 95 to, to 105. So it's going to be exactly like a 12-team league. You can't draft two players, uh, the same player twice. They will only show up in your drop-down one time. And if there's more copies available, they'll still remain in your drop-down. That's how that works. You can't trade for two Javante Williams or anything like that. Anybody that wants in, you just got to drop a $20 super chat or DM me on Instagram at the Fantasy Football Show. If for any reason you aren't able to drop a super chat right now, just DM me on Instagram at the Fantasy Football Show and I'll tell you what to do. Appreciate everybody being here. You're going to want to be in that league. We got like 10 to 12 spots left, I think. And we're going to talk about the league all year long. Unlike the door leagues, we didn't do a lot of updates during the year. This will be easy. It's I can post I can I can share a screen and show the standings and talk about who scored the most. We're going to talk about it all the time. You're going to be so upset if you don't grab one of these spots. Um, oh, guess what we have? Here's what the winner is going to get. I've told you about the Cooper Cup League, right? Uh, all the prizes. We've got the, the ring. Where is that? The winner of the Cooper Cup League is going to get this $150 to $300, depending on the model you choose, because there are different models. It says Smitty on it custom um you can get this thing customized it's heavy as can be look i drop it it's so heavy it's top heavy feels like a real super bowl ring the whole goal is to make people think it, it you know it is one when you're wearing it it's it's gaudy this thing is amazing uh so you get this if you win you get the autographed joe montana jerry rice hall of fame red 49er helmet and then also I just got a new... Pr the prizes are going to continue to come in. So if you don't grab a spot, you're going to be so upset at yourself because these prizes will continue to, to get better and better. The winner also gets this right here. That's right. You get this massively big trophy from our boys at, uh, at uh, Trophy Smack. This is the big dog that they have. This is going to the winner of the Cooper Cup 2022 League. Is this trophy, the ring, the Hall of Fame, Jerry Rice and Joe Montana autograph helmet. Drop a $20 super chat. It's not an entry fee. The prizes are all what you're fighting for. The, the, the pride of winning this league and being first out of 96 followers or 95 followers, actually 94 followers, and then granting myself. Um, that's what you're fighting for. But you're going to get this trophy, you're going to get the ring, you're going to get the Hall of Fame helmet, more prizes are coming, so whoever wants this bad boy, and they want to hold this up, and we'll definitely do an interview or something with the winner, have them co-host a show, that's another prize, you co-host a, a segment of the show where we talk about your winning the 96 team league against me and everybody else if you win it, so get ready, get ready, drop the $20 super chat, or DM me on Instagram, at the fantasy football show <sighs> that's it that's it so sad when the show is over but guess what we come back if there's ever breaking news 
your boy Smitty. I don't know about Canada, Kenny. I imagine they can ship to Canada, but you might want to go on to Trophy Smack's uh, website because you're going to get a promo code if you win that I'm going to give out to you and you're going to order it. So why don't you go over to Trophy Smack now and see if they would ship to Canada and then you'll know because I'm, I'm going to give you a promo code to order it and then it becomes free. So that's how that works. Um, guys, it's been fun. It's been real. Um, anytime news breaks, your boy Smitty goes live. Like let's say... DK Metcalf signs his extension right now. Let's say there's a rumor, not even a concrete solidified one, but a rumor about Debo getting traded or not getting traded or something. If it's big, I go live immediately. That's why you got to follow and subscribe and hit that bell. And a reply to every comment. So comment right now. If you don't have an Instagram account, uh, who said that? Mike? Mike, email me right now uh, through sleeperu.com. Sleeper, the letter U.com. Email me, bro.